What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Next Guy Up podcast. We are live on a Friday. I don't know what to call this episode, so it's just whatever we decide to name it later. We are going to be yep. talking about some college basketball. We're going to be talking about some NFL yep. franchise tags running around. Guys not getting the lead for free agency. Hate to burst everyone's bubbles, but all these good players are not going to hit free agency. Nope. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We are going to do a top five NFL logos, mm. not drafts, but rankings. All the boys right. are going to give their top fives. We might have repeats. We might not. It should be fun. So, boys, how are yeah. we doing? We are on the precipice of a huge UT basketball game. We'll just go ahead and kick mm-hmm. that off. That uh, It's getting tight here in the conference um, race for the SEC, for the Big 12. I mean, yeah. college basketball is getting hot in the streets. Mm. Uh, it's been fun. I will say Tennessee does have a big game tonight. So, whenever we're recording this, we don't know how it ends up. Uh, Tennessee coming in this four game stretch that's really going to determine probably their seeding, their determine whether they win the SEC or not. Uh, exciting stuff is coming down for them. Some other, and then some schools around the nation. Uh, BYU picked up a huge win last night uh, that might have just sealed their uh, tournament. Uh, the boys wow. had a couple of system plays that should have hit last night and didn't. Mm, yeah. Kentucky's frauds. Before we'll, before get, we'll we, get to that, yeah, I do just want to say <laughs> shout out to the BYU, the Mormons. Congrats mm, for absolutely murdering my soul last night. Uh, uh, I go to bed. The system mm-hmm. just lost with Mississippi State. We were up twelve at one point. Horrible. Uh, you know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll, Kansas is up. I think a solid eight points at half. I have the the state of Kansas. Uh, future where the Chiefs win the Super Bowl oh, and Kansas yeah. to win oh, the regular season. $50 bet to win uh, about 1100 Uh Kansas mm. was two games back Hurts. with their final game being against Houston. So I just needed Houston to kind of have one slip up and then the, it would have came down to it. Mm. Um, season finale, you know, nothing better than that. Well, the Mormons yeah. decided we want to, we want to go dancing. So, they messed it up for me. Uh, so shout out the Mormons. I will never convert. Um, matter of fact, if any Mormons <laughs> knock on my door, I will throw eggs at you. It's on site oh. with the Mormons. Wow, he is a war on the Mormons. Everybody, uh, I don't know if that's going to age well. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> we um, almost had a big win. Fresno State last night almost pulled up. They were like 10.5 point underdogs and really should have. And then it went to overtime, and they lost. But they were up late, late. Like they had, it was a last second shot to to put them yeah. up. Same with Kentucky, though. Really, it should have been an overtime game. Um, the system doesn't like overtime games. Tough. We've we've lost yeah. we've lost a lot of that. That's where we lose. Is like it's, it's either a ton we of run overtime away games. with it. Yeah, yeah. It's either we run away with it or we lose in in like a dramatic fashion. Right. Agree. Um, I know that maybe a lot of everyone loves college basketball talk here, but um, this is kind of the season we're in. Uh, get over it. We got some stuff cooking up for March Madness. Uh, we were talking today about changing up our release schedule a little bit to um, account for some of the March Madness schedule so we can provide you as much of that content as we can because, I mean, it's the season, right? We 
we've got a few weeks left and then it's really dead time in, in the sports world as far as we're concerned. Uh, and so we are going to, I mean, unless until, you're an NBA until, fan. Until, yeah. yeah. Until NHL playoffs kick off. I'm really, and really NBA playoffs too. Cause that's really, I've got some futures running around. But that's when those yeah. two sports are, especially NBA are more serious to keep up with. And just to give you an insight into my brain, I think this is probably the closest I've ever actually followed Tennessee basketball. Like I've been a Tennessee basketball fan for most of my, like since Bruce Pearl really, but this is probably the closest I've, I've, I've followed a team. Uh, and it's really ramping up my stress level at this point in the season <laughs> because my expectations are like sky high at this point for this team. Uh, yeah. I think they are capable of making, I mean, in nationally they're starting to talk about it. I know that like Rick Barnes uh, can't win the big games narrative has been around for a long time, but you feel like this team is built a little bit different yeah. to maybe stand up in, in those big moments better. I mean, he, he had some deep runs with a couple of those Texas teams, especially when he had yeah. Kevin Durant the one year, but uh, it does I mean, help a good bit. I think you could argue this is Rick Barnes, most talented UT team that he's probably could ever be. had yeah, as far as be. on both sides of, of the basket. We play offense and defense. We've we've talked about it. It's mostly been a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I have very high expectations as well for UT. Um, we'll see how that how we either can can have a parade or be really sad. You know, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's it's not national championship or bust for me for sure. Yeah, I, I just want to see us. Uh, I want to see a tournament run. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see us take the step and make, make a nice run. I would love a final four. I mean, you get past the first weekend and anything is possible. I mean, we had a a final four last year with FAU and San Diego state. So (laughs) it's true. And Miami. It's it's fluky. You just, you got to get out of that first weekend when that's when all the kind of wild stuff to me happens. Um, And then after that, it's just, having favorable matchups and I feel like UT matches up well with, with pretty much whatever kind of style of basketball they run into. Yep. And I, we've seen some good teams early. I think it's going to play a difference. And I mean, just having the schedule that we have going down the stretch, I think it's going to honestly pay dividends in the long run. Um, so I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, so there was a couple of big talking points around college basketball this week. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard them, and I have takes. I know you do as well. I have some takes. Uh, So let's do this one first, because it's been the big nationally. Um, Let's talk uh, court storming a little bit. Mm. Um, So obviously this this was brought about by uh, Duke dropping the game to Wake Forest. Wake Forest storms the court. Filipowski... Uh, star player for Duke um, seemingly gets injured in the chaos of that moment. He gets the hit and then he falls to the ground. All of a sudden there is a witch hunt. Um, <laughs> people nationally are calling for the abolishment. That's not a word. I have I've called for the no more court storming ever. This is an uh, abomination to sports. We can't let this happen. <laughs> Players are getting injured left and right. Uh, this is, you know, so it's got blown way out of proportion this week. Um, especially after the video came out where Filipowski was pretty clearly 
trying to truck a fan. <laughs> yep. That he has and, maybe eight inches on and probably 50 pounds. And that is really the reason that he got hurt. Whether or not he's actually hurt, I think is still oh, he's to be not seen. He, if he's he actually going to miss any kind of playing time. He I went from I being it being an ankle to a knee to just sore on today's mm-hmm. injury report. Yeah, he's not going to miss playing he time for play this. tonight. As of Wednesday night, he will play. I think you know how at the bottom of the uh, ticker, like yeah. on ESPN, where it like has it literally said that he said that he was sore, and they quoted it. Oh man, I was like, how's crazy. how's this news that uh, players sore after a basketball sore. game? Wow, it's crazy! Yeah, what a world. Um, I, and I know this. It really got started with the whole Clay, Caitlin Clark thing that happened a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and then when the video came out. Uh, newsflash she flopped that fan just like mm-hmm. ran by her and she flopped Filipowski yep. like like you said it literally looks like he's looking for contact and then the guy yep. just kind of bumps into him uh I don't think you can take away stor- cor- uh, storming the court it's just part mm-hmm. of college basketball it's a unique thing it's fun uh yeah if you <clears throat> I, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how Creighton did it perfectly when they upset mm-hmm. UConn the other night, you have security set up all you, you, you know, it's going to happen. And so it's set up, you get UConn out of there and it's over and done with like, it's, it's really not, I don't think fans are looking to be trying to fight these basketball players or hurt them. Right. Right. For sure. And it's, I don't no think it's no coincidence that. that it's Duke. It's a Duke player <laughs> who m- mysteriously gets heard. And now it's a big talking point around the country that, Oh, we need to get rid of this. Well, maybe it's just because Duke's supposed to cry babies. They definitely. <laughs> think about that. Maybe we just think that maybe it's just because Duke's just a bunch of cowards. Well, I mean, here's the here's the thing is that um, for sure, no one likes getting the court stormed on you like that no. is a very unpleasant situation for players. Like I fully understand that no one wants these fans in your face screaming and yelling and cheering after you just lost a game. That and you were the heavy favorite, probably. If there's court storming involved, like I, I get all of this stuff that makes it a bummer. Like you don't want to be in that situation, probably. But guess yeah. what? If you're in a situation, so and here's here's my take on it a little bit. First, if you're in a situation where you're getting the court stormed on you, it means you are a very good basketball team. You are an elite team. You probably have been for a long time, long enough for people to hate you. That's what happened to Duke Wake Forest, right? Uh, Duke has just has beaten Wake Forest so much over the years that this warranted a court storm for Wake Forest fans because they just hate Duke. And so that's part of it is you are probably part of a prestigious program that has won a lot of games over a long period of time if you're getting the court stormed on you. Uh, and so that's kind of comes with the territory. People are excited to beat you. It's kind of like on it's like an, they're honoring you by saying you are worthy of storming the court. With this being said, we've talked on this podcast all the time about how this year, more than ever, top 10 teams, top 25 teams are losing on the road to unranked teams. I think that's why this is happening, because there's more and more opportunities for court storming. And so um, I, I've heard a lot of people, and this is coming from someone who's uh, obviously uh, favorite team, Tennessee, stormed the field, beating Alabama last year, 2022, uh, in maybe one of the most like 
memorable field stormings of the year. And that felt very warranted to me in a hard fought game and in a rivalry that has gone one way for a very long time. A dynasty team uh, obviously gets upset on the road. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a huge environment. So I, I, I'm not anti fan. I think my, there, there has to be a limit to court storming in this is purely in the matchup because the, the reality is, is wake forest. were actually favorites in this game, right? Yeah. Three point favorite. Which feels, that feels bad to me. If you're storming the court as a favorite, that feels, I feel like a court, court storming happens whenever you, you are having, you have a big upset. Something happens that yeah. wasn't expected. Yeah. Not just like rubbing a team's face in and that, Hey, we're better than you this year. Like it has to be something big. But that was point number one. I, I, my only argument with that is is they were only favorites to as far as betting goes. If you look at, right. I mean, Duke's a top ten team. I don't know that Wake Forest is even ranked. Um, Definitely not. So that's just one of those things where like gamblers know that they would be the favorites, but maybe in theory, fans and the team are like, no, this was an upset. We weren't supposed to beat them. Right. Um, it's just one of those situational spots, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think storming the court, like like North Carolina and Duke, they're always kind of mm-hmm. ranked around each other, but they're big rivals. I I don't think you can storm the court in one in that situation because they're just Never. too nope. equal. Yep. How much was uh, Tennessee underdogs to Alabama when they stormed the field? I have no idea. No idea. I, feel, I would do uh, that was probably a pretty big number. Did you know SEC uh, fined Tennessee a hundred thousand dollars for violating the league policy? Football fines significantly more than basketball. And SEC across the board uh, fines heavier than any other when it comes to yeah, it's because their boosters have the biggest, deepest pockets. Because Bama punched the fan <laughs> that also happened, the Bama player <laughs> uh, that also happened. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a lot of things brought out, and so one I heard that. Kentucky athletic director brought this great idea around to like take away home games. If you storm the court. And I was like, of course, Kentucky's going to say that because they're never going to be court storming because they're in one of the elite dynasty teams. They get the court stormed on them. That's not how this, that's how this goes. Like they can storm the field in football. If they beat Bama or Georgia, maybe (laughs) that's allowed, but no, but you can't storm in basketball. So honestly, getting the court stormed on you is kind of like, it's, I said it earlier, but it's almost like you're honoring that team by saying you are worth this. And yeah, like this I, is so a big my, my for us. right because you are a great dynasty team, and we haven't beat you in a long time. You know. Yeah. Um, my second point is that Duke was only the number eight team in the country, and I think that's too low of ranking to warrant a storm court, a, a storming of the court, no matter what. Eight is like. That feels way too low. It needs to be the top like three, in my opinion. I know that it's because Duke and their level of... I know it's because of who Duke is and who they have been for so long and that Wake Forest has not been there and they're fighting for a tournament spot. And so I get all that. And I think most court stormings are are worth it. That was one where it's like you were favored. Duke's number eight in the nation. You're kind of just rubbing it in their faces that you beat them more than like celebrating that. I don't know. There was a couple of factors in that one specifically that was like, I, I think 
maybe this one wasn't as warranted. But I'm a fan of court storming in general. Like I said, I'm not against court storming. So you wouldn't have been a fan of um, Owen 24. Uh, what's the team name? Uh, that team that won their first game of the season the other night and like 16 <laughs> fans stormed the court. Cause that's all that was there. Heck yeah. I say you're on 24 storm it. <laughs> I can't my take your, take your, take your dub. My Twitter won't load, but it was a funny. Oh, and 24 take, take it. Um, there's a lot to it. I mean, like I said, I, I'm definitely not opposed to, to court storming under any stretch because I think it's fun. I think it's fun for the, for the fans and, um, it comes out during big wins and things like that. So I think it's it's a it's a fun part of college basketball that makes it different than NBA or professional sports. So yeah, I'm not definitely not opposed. Uh, That's I'm my take in this particular situation, though. Yeah, and I think Duke is a bunch of babies. And yep. Um, and speaking uh, of newsflash, Kyle Filipowski is playing tonight. I just checked. Oh wow! He was uh, flashback for, to Wednesday night. <laughs> he's playing. So all this talk of oh yeah. he's injured and it could have ruined their season. Uh, insert yeah. fart noise. Be- John just- Shire sat up, there, sat up there on his high horse and was telling everyone how yeah. this needs to be banned forever. How do we still allow this? Yeah. My players are getting hurt out here. This is ridiculous. And Jay Billis was trying to arrest fans. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with Jay Billis and ESPN's coverage. Mm, good luck. Famous Duke um, alum. He's annoying. Yeah, that's pretty frustrating. But speaking of annoying, yep. let's talk about this Kentucky team. Mm. Um Mm. Uh, this is my second. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I spent the week, like I said, I've kind of been uh, this. This Tennessee team has has reached a level of like mild obsession in my brain a little bit, and so I've been I've been consuming a lot of uh, college basketball content throughout the week, and the constant stream of Kentucky bias and Kentucky like. It's it's driving me nuts to hear like about the how Kentucky team. is the yeah how they're a sleeping giant how they're they're coming up and they're playing their best basketball of the year they're gonna make a final four run now with all of their young talent and I know I'm I'm extremely biased because as a Tennessee <laughs> fan of this I, I I understand this about myself but I just listening to what pe- how people talk about this Kentucky team is kind of just insane to me because in reality it looks like every Kentucky team looks they're young, they're inexperienced, they're extraordinarily talented and they can have bursts where they can be anyone in the country, but they also can look horrible because they're 18 year, 19 year olds. This is not a secret. This is how it's always been with Kentucky. They always play best in this time of year because guess what? They have grown a year, which is a lot for an 18 year old coming into college. They have a year's worth of experience now, so they're going to play better for sure. Well, they do they have a potential to to make a run? Why? Yeah, if they're playing just exceptional basketball. But yeah, if I know anything about young inexperienced teams, it's that they do not have a tendency to to compete far into the season and, and over a long period of time. They just don't have that built into them. They're they're built for short bursts of like really high energy like this like we saw against alabama that's been why everyone's talking about them it's like oh wow alabama guess what alabama is really bad at defense they got 117 points dropped on them 
They're like Ken Palm, like 95th uh, in defensive efficiency. That's not good. Guess who else got 100 points dropped on them at home? Kentucky. Kentucky did by by Tennessee, a Tennessee team that's offense is not their strength, really. Right. And so they're good offense, but not a hundred point offense in college. No, they're they are not a top 10 offense like Alabama or whatever. So all this to be said, this this narrative that you just continue, like I've heard it so many times over the past week of. Wow, this Kentucky team has really overcome a lot of adversity this year with how young they are. What's now the they're emerging on the other side of it. Now they're growing. And I was like, yes, adversity is this is how the program is set up. The yeah. program is built to bring in 18-year-olds and then send them to the NBA. <laughs> and then you get five of the best 18-year-olds in the country, have them play on your team, and then they all leave. This is not new to anyone. It's not yeah. adversity. This is how they want it to be. And so I just don't believe in this Kentucky team to be 100 They really should have lost last night, and it was – if Mississippi State hadn't just imploded, they would have. Mississippi uh, State tried to turn it into a jump shooting contest, and that is how Kentucky can beat you if you want to get a shootout. Into a shootout. That's how Alabama beats yeah. you as well. They yep. want. Yeah, this is they're the same. They are literally the same two teams. I just um, I would give Bama a little mm-hmm. bit more of an edge because I do think Nate Oates is actually a good basketball coach with some better philosophies. Coach Yeah, uh, Kyle Perry is literally just a recruiting merchant. He cannot mm-hmm. coach his way out of a brown paper bag. And I think that's been exposed some this year. And he, he has been against, I mean, if you talk to actual Kentucky fans, most of them do not like Cal Perry. No, they're, they're ready they, for something new. But even Kentucky fans are delusional in that they will say they will lose a horrible game and be like, Cal Perry needs to be out of here. But then they win one game like Alabama. They win it big and in flashy uh, like in a flashy way, and all of a sudden, we're they're final four team. for final four. Let's, That's exactly go. what I was about to say. They're, and then they're, they're going to lose again in a huge <laughs> game, and then it's going to be back in the circle. And I don't, I don't, you don't hear other teams being talked about like this. Like guys, watch Kentucky; they Ooh, won this game. It's as if they year. didn't lose to LSU last week, and they gave up a fifteen point uh, lead in the second half to lose to a pretty terrible LSU team. And they've lost at home multiple times. They had like a three-game home losing streak. And people are just like forgetting about all of this because it's Kentucky. And that's the name on it. And they have a couple of players who are who are very good. That's not a secret that Kentucky has good athletes and good talent. But they're not a team. <laughs> they, they're, they're like three. That's what they always are. Like last year, it was Oscar Tshibwe. It was like. Yes, they have great players, and that's not a secret. I don't know. It, this drives me crazy every year, and so, <laughs> and maybe I'll get one year they're gonna prove me wrong, and and Kentucky's gonna roll into Thompson Bowling Arena and and make a statement. And sure, that could that happen? Yes, I do not think it will. According to ESPN, they give them a thirteen point one chance to get to the Elite Eight, a four point six percent chance to get to Final Four. A 0.4% chance to win the title. 0.4. A lot of hype around uh, they just, the team. Low percentage. You, but you listen to the you listen to like how the how the talking heads talk about them, and it's like, man, look out for this Kentucky team. It's it's they're dangerous, you know. Yeah. Yep. 17th <sighs> ranked on Ken Palm. I hate that. Ugh. 17th makes me sick. 
I just hate Kentucky, though. So here we are. Which one do you hate more, Alabama football or Kentucky basketball? It's <laughs> a pretty good one. That's a pretty good it's, one. <laughs> I mean, it's tough because can Alabama can usually back it up. Like yeah. when was the last Kentucky national championship? Right, it's been a minute. Yep. I mean, even since they've had like a ultra competitive team, it's been a minute. Where like the whole year they've looked really good and they've been right. a contender. So yeah. Because they've been rolling into the tournament as like a mid seed for the last few years now. Mm-hmm. Like they've not even been a high seed like back in the days where he was really pumping out NBA talent with like yeah John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Booker, Anthony Davis, like that run. Like he just really not had one of those runs in a while now. Uh, right, I agree. And I went to college and I, w- I watched a lot of those Kentucky games at, at Thompson Bowling Arena, and I can promise you that's going to be the best uh, crowd of the year for Tennessee stadium. Uh, Tennessee's got maybe a couple of the marquee matchups going down a stretch here with at Alabama and then uh, Kentucky, that home game to end it. I mean, are maybe two of the biggest games on the schedule, like as far as the, the national outlook goes. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Yep. Definitely going to be coming down to it as far as the SEC goes. I mean, South Carolina is still in that mix a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, they're kind of starting to fall off just a hair, but um, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be fun end of the season. I know me and Zach both have futures for Tennessee to win the SEC regular season. I do. Um, this is correct. Yep. Zach's, I'll jump on it as well. One of I'm Zach's bigger futures. Boost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, four months too late on that boost, Mason. <laughs> it came out. It's like, looking pretty good. Uh, tied <laughs> off, or actually, they're in first place because they hold the tiebreaker over Bama right now. Um. That, that game at Alabama will be massive. Yeah, it's going to be a game. All right. Well, uh, any other college basketball stuff we want to talk about? Houston's ranked number one. Great. Good for them. Um, prepare to watch them lose a 55 to 51 game <laughs> in the tournament <laughs> yep. to like, to like, Marquee, like, uh, not even them. Bradley University, Indiana State University. Yeah, it'll be something like that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be bad. That's that's Houston for you. And shout out my guy Mattress Mac. He just bet a million dollars on them, so now I know they're not going to win because that guy never wins. So shout out. (laughs) Um, All right, we got just a little bit of NFL news. If we're all done with college basketball for the moment, feel better. Yeah, got that off my chest. I, I've been waiting to hear you rant about Kentucky. It's I needed that because I, I can't stand them either. Watching them last night, just real quick, that dude number 44, <laughs> I texted this in a group text. I said, there's nothing that makes me more mad than when a seven-foot guy flops around like he's a little point guard. Just yep. It's just infuriating. Like, Stop acting like you're being assaulted every time you, you are trying to post up. Just play basketball. So that's the NBA teams like that. They like, they like seeing that. You think NBA teams look at a seven footer flop and be like, yep, that's a good play. Good defensive play right there. Good, good defensive Smart basketball. I don't know. I feel like no one wants that that. guy to be in the paint against LeBron James coming down the (laughs) lane. That's what I want. Some guy who's going to flop around. Or Joel Embiid or Jokic. Jokic. yeah, good luck flopping as yeah. Jokic. They're yeah, not going to call it, man. buddy. <laughs> They're just not. So 
that was my that was one of my bigger takeaways from that Kentucky game was that guy was just really making me mad. Mm. What's up, guys? Just wanted to hop in real quick and let you know there's a new place to find all of the all of the gambling picks the guys give on the podcast, and that is going to be on Beat the Book. This is a new social app for betting. This is where you're going to find all of our picks exclusively there. So make sure you're following along. Uh, you can find it at tens44, and you'll see our logo as the profile picture. So make sure you're following and ride along with all of our picks. All right, NFL news. Um, franchise tags are live. They have till March 4th to get them. Um, yep. We've got T. Higgins officially has been tagged. So any team that was wanting uh, to add him as a receiver, yeah, that was never going to happen. Um, Ladarius mm-hmm. Sneed from the Chiefs, another big potential free agent, has been tagged. But the Chiefs have told him and his agent he is allowed to seek a trade if a long if they hmm. find a long term deal um, elsewhere. It's one of those things where Ladarius Sneed is a top tier player. They're a little strapped for cash as far as Patrick Mahomes' contract, Travis Kelsey, the offensive lineman that they are paying, and then Chris Jones is taking thirty million a year off the cap. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty big yeah. investment. Ladarius Need is going to be paid as one of the top corners. Um, Jaguars, I'd love for you to throw that first round pick at them because he is worth it. Um, just saying, not saying, just saying. Um, and then as far as other tags i have not seen who else has been officially tagged mason you got that for me uh linebacker brian burns for the carolina panthers okay. and then possibly still in talks would be antonio winfield uh jr for the tampa bay buccaneers okay it's reported that they're looking to tag him, tag him. uh zach wilson has been told to that he can seek a, can trade. Seek a trade and then the big yeah, go ahead. No, good I was luck. just saying good luck. He's not okay. – no one wants him. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest news for me actually was the fact that none of the tags were used on running backs. It's not a surprise with the fact that just to this day and age, nobody's wanting to pay for running backs. But we're looking at probably the biggest um, – if, um, when it comes to talent, the amount of running backs that's going to be available. Uh, no, uh, my rankings here, uh, Saquon Barkley – Expect to be a free agent, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Jacobs, but it's been reported that he wants to go back to the Raiders and they want to sign him, but still free agent. Um, another one, Derrick Henry, mm, tough, Ripped, my guy. Yep, we all saw that kind of Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, Austin Eckler. Yep, uh, and then he also has already gave. Uh, it looked like he already gave out that he had uh, interest to go to other teams. Yeah, DeAndre Swift for the Eagles. J.K. Dobbins, um, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, wow. Zach Moss. I mean, uh, the, some of the uh, Barkley, right? Saquon, yeah, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the so, big fish. That's a huge. Yeah, that's a huge. I mean, those top three or four. Those are like the top running backs in the NFL. Like, give me yeah. another one that's better yeah. than those. So, pretty wild stuff, but. No tags have been used, so we're waiting to see. Like that, just is signs that they're going to go to another team, more than likely. So, yeah. Okay. NF- NFL experts, I, I'm not yeah. sure that I 100 understand the idea of franchise tags. Like I understand the basic premise, 
Yeah. So does the team have a certain number of them that they can use, or what is the benefit tag. of using them versus not? Okay, can someone explain this to me? So the tag is when your contract runs out, you essentially can say, well, if you're not close to reaching a contract agreement, or you want to do like a prove it deal. Instead of letting your player hit free agency, you can franchise tag them. It does make them the highest. It takes the highest paid player from that position and averages it to make him the new highest paid player at that position. But it's just a one wow. year. Here's a bunch of money. Let's try and get a deal done. But if not, we'll let you hit free agency. Um, so it's just really a way of trying to prevent your your top tier guys hitting free agency. Um, but it does eat your cap room quite a bit. So it's really one of those things you don't, if you're a team using it every year, it's not a good situation, but it just keeps your top guys from hitting free agency and being able to accept an offer somewhere else. So it's only one per year. One, one it's per only year. One year. Yeah. And it's a one year contract. It's a one year contract. And, and what theoretically, could you just put it on a player for like indefinitely, like every year, just put it on the no, same guy? No. So oh. this, that's the Kirk Cousins rule. Uh, Washington did that with Kirk Cousins for a few years. Sick. And it compounds. And I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it will take the percentage from the tag the last year to the next year, it like doubles. And then it makes oh. it to where it's an amount of money where you can't <laughs> pay anyone else. Unrealistic. It's yeah. unrealistic money at that point. So, okay. Um, and players don't have, you can hold out. This is what mostly happens with guys that get franchise tagged. They'll hold out. They don't, they'll refuse to sign the tag. And most they times want a long-term it, contract, it, you get a long-term contract out of it. It's just a long drawn out way, but it ties up money. It's just not a, it's not a good look, but it's just a way for front offices to prevent a guy from from losing a guy in free agency, essentially. Like the Jags are having to use it on our Josh Allen, um, which is tough because we need to have that money freed up to re-sign Calvin and do some other stuff. Okay, so let me – tell me if I'm wrong here. It sounds to me like since all the running backs are – are out of contracts and not getting franchise tag. Does that mean they're just going to kind of get passed around to other teams, basically like a big carousel of running backs? Yeah. But no one's paying running backs very much. And so it's going to end up being even more devaluing the position potentially. Yeah. Monetarily. The, the position has been getting devalued for a few seasons now. And you're just seeing more and more where these rookies are coming in and just making such a huge difference that with, with the way a first round draft picks, um, say you do draft one in the first round, it's still pretty cost efficient and you get that fifth year option to where mm-hmm. they, th- there's no negotiating. It's if they decide to pick up your fifth year option, that means you're playing on it. Um, and then normally by then after five years, you're, you're pretty much done with that running back. It's time to get a new one. You know, you've, you've it's got not worth the second contract. Yeah. It's most, so these running backs, they're just really not wanting to mm-hmm. even go in the first round anymore because they can't, get a second contract or if they do Mm -hmm. it's like a bargain contract with the second team interesting okay that's good explaining tens 10 out of 10 on that thank you i'm giant free agency nerd because that's all i've had to claim for years is keeping up a free agency because my team (laughs) don't tell us we didn't teach you anything here on the next guy podcast (laughs) that's right um all right and then logo rankings yeah go ahead oh just one more uh yes get your futures in now on the falcons because justin fields will be a falcon mm. Mm. already here first everybody his agent posted a video of him doing a happy falcon. dance in his kitchen someone said you hyped to go home 
Justin Fields apparently liked that comment on Instagram before taking it down. Justin Fields is from Atlanta. Mm. And they have the eighth overall pick, and they have a good defense, and they have a ton of cap room. The Falcons could be a problem next year, ladies and gentlemen, plus 3,500. Wow. Put it in now. I still think it's the biggest mistake the Bears will make. They should build around him, but we don't need to get into that rant. No, we'll uh, get into that rant right before the draft. Me and Mason will have a lot you of You heard it here first. Coverage, biggest mistake ever. Honest. Biggest mistake. But yeah. They it, should have drafted one of the other incredible wide receivers, build around him. But that's all I'm going to say. So there you go. All right. There you go. Let's let's hit it. We're gonna do it. NFL logos. This could get a little contentious, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't could. know how the boys. Yeah, are it could for sure. I have some diehard opinions on some logos. Um, um, so I think we'll just go one by one. We'll start from five, go on up. Uh, we didn't really discuss before, but I think retros are on the table. If you'd like an old oh, logo, what the heck? Dang! Not, if you just want to do currents, that's cool. Let's I think retros can be a, a yeah. A different I think one that might be. A different draft, maybe for a messing yeah. around Monday. That'd yeah, be a good one. Let's do that. Okay. So right. if you oh, if you current. if someone else has your your same or number but higher, we can wait to talk about it. We're gonna treat okay. it like that. Let's do that. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Uh, all right. Number five. Number five. You want me to go? Yeah, you go. I think you're gonna see a trend with mine. I won't give anything away. Um, just, but I, I will say this. I think for me. I understand the tradition is important. I understand that there is something to be said about simplicity and uh, recognition. I kind of like something a little bit. Well, let's just go through my picks. and I'll explain. <laughs> uh, I'm going Denver Broncos. Mm. Okay. Um, it's a whole horse. Uh, the colors are stand out. I, I, I think I went with very easy to recognize. Um, unmistakable type of logos i i think it's very clean it's it's very obvious what it is i think there are some other logos where it's like i'm not exactly sure it's happening here yeah um i think i think that way about the atlanta falcons logo sometimes where it looks cool but i'm not exact like you have to really look at it for a little bit to understand that it's like a bird that's flying <laughs> um yeah it's hard to it's hard to mess up a a horse head and so denver broncos my number five I, that's a I good one. lower yeah, I did too. I it it came in probably six it's or seven lower. for me. Yeah, gotcha. but it is a good one. I like their retro stuff as well. Mm, the colors are good too. Yeah, they're yeah that orange. I do like that Denver orange. Mason, so mine is uh, this has been changed here recently. I like the swoosh with it. That's supposed to be the horns. I think it's very slick with the uniforms, and that's going to be the L.A. Rams. It's got the L.A. slick. But it I do uh, like it. Um I like yeah. the yellow and the blue. I think it pops. Yeah. And I like that darker shade of blue than a lot more than the other LA team. Like I like what they did with the L yeah. and the A to do the the horns. Yep. Mm. Nope. I like so. that. I think that's a really good logo. Um really cool new retro or a new like futuristic design for the current yeah. team. Um so that that's my that was my number four. four. My number five is pretty easy. Uh, I just had to put them on the list because they're my team, but I actually hate <laughs> our logo. Um, oh, I, like our, wow. I like our colors, uh, but our new logo yeah. sucks. Uh, I don't like the cartoon jaguar head. I want to go back to the 
more realistic looking one. So I'll go Jags mm-hmm. at number five. Um, we really do just look like Chester Cheeto with the new one. Don't don't love that. The full length Jaguar is cool. Yeah, the early the early two thousands nineties logo is yeah is top tier stuff. So that was my number five, but I don't and actually four. like it. Yeah, number four was the Rams. Gotcha. So Zach, you want to go into four? Yeah, my four is um, Miami Dolphins. Mm. Mm. Also lower on my list. <laughs> Not lower on my, I don't like theirs. Okay. I don't know. Is this, uh, I like the, like I said, I like the dolphin vibe. I think the colors there, they, they pop the, I don't know what you, what color you call the blue. It's aqua. Um, Cause people try to call it teal. Aqua, it's not teal. Okay. Cause I have teal. <laughs> the aqua and orange, I think is cool. I like the helmet on the dolphin. It's pretty sick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it. It just, it, it looks bright and it looks sunny. It looks representative of Miami. And so I think that's kind of why I like it. But. So good pick. Um, the rest of mine, and I'm not trying to change the rules. I'm just saying I picked these because of my Madden days. I didn't know what the players were. I just kind of would go through and be like, oh, that logo is cool or that uniform's cool. <laughs> so that's what this is. I will mm. go ahead and tell you. Um, my worst one sneak peek, uh, is the Browns. It's just a boring helmet, boring colors. Uh, I didn't know what a 49er was, so I would just Mm -hmm. pick things that I knew what they were. So number, my number four is the Broncos. We just talked about it. So I don't have to go through too much, but, uh, really nice. I like the colors, uh, really nice. Um, the, the picture there and they do have good retro. You could always pick like the retro on Madden and they had really Mm -hmm. cool, like retro logos back in the day. So that's my number four. Love it. So right, 10, kinda, oh, we're my, up to three now for everybody, right? Up to three. Yeah, going quick. All right. My number three um, is the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They have not changed this much over the years. The mm-hmm. black and the gold. Um, I don't know. One of those. I, I, my top three is very traditional. Uh, I am a fan of all the 80s, 90s uh, NFL logos. I think that's when they were the best. I like all that retro gear. And the Steelers has changed not very much for me, so I like that one. And it's just a good color combo, gold and black. It looks good. Cool. Um, all their jersey combos are good, so I, I'll roll the Steelers there. Yeah, I like the uh, the diamonds too. How they're the different yeah, colors. Yeah, it's it, a it adds red some different in there. color in as well. Yeah, is it blue as well? I think so. Yeah, it's like yeah, I think it's red. I think there is. Blue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. America. I like that one as well. Yeah. America. Okay, my number three, uh, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Ugh, not on my list. Not a fan. I, Ten, hate, um, I hate that logo. I, I, I don't know. Green, and I really it's just a, hate that bird. I think it's ugly. <laughs> it's a bird, but it's definitely a bird. See, that's the difference between it, and it's more of a cartoon <laughs> bird, obviously. Um, it's but it, it's it's more. You there's like a way to, to do animals. Yeah, I do. I like it easily recognizable. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It looks good on like, I don't know something. About, I just I like I like the way it looks. Uh, it's pretty clean. Uh, clean. That's where I'm at. All right, I'm gonna. My third one is the Miami Dolphins. Zach talked about it, but you have the Sun, which they are the Sunshine right. State, the and sun. then you got the Dolphin. So <laughs> and the colors. Yeah, I agree. I agree, All Mason. Right. 
Not even in my top Thank 10. You. That's crazy. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. And I Love picked it. it on Madden. Colors, you know, just fun color when you're a kid. Just pick the <laughs> for franchise you know, mode uniform. for jerseys. Yep. I yep. got you. All right. Uh, okay, my, top two. My number top two, two, I'm going with the Packers. Mm. Wow. You know what it mm. is? It's Green Bay, baby. It's the mm. big old G. It's just a G. It's just a G. The yellow and the green. It's ugly, college but it's awesome. <laughs> okay, the, you can find all Very of similar. these. Every high school has one of these. Every high school does. Yes, that's true. But does every high school have a Bronco on it? <laughs> Some of them, maybe probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it before on this podcast that that high school we went to uh, for volleyball where I destroyed my vocal cords um, <laughs> yelling for them. They're, they were the Jaguars, and they had the Jaguars mm-hmm. logo for their football you team the- on their helmets. I'll sue them? No, Listen, the NFL like, lets that happen for yeah. uh, high school teams. Yeah. The middle school I worked at had the was the same. We were the Beavers, and we had the Oregon State logo. The Oregon State, yeah. So was it just a color scheme? When it comes to these traditional teams, I like the simple. Uh, I don't know. I like Green Bay. They're, yeah, I think there's a. I think there's there's a way you can do this draft where it's like you pick the classic, most recognizable. Yeah. Um, I did not go that route. I kind of went for the interesting looking, but <laughs> yeah. I think there is a there is a good. I think. You can look at the Green Bay and be like, man, that's like, so the test of time, it's been good for a long time. Um, I think that's a good argument. Uh, on, the, on the other end of the spectrum, my number two, the, you're not going to like this, but I like it. <laughs> uh, we're going with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's, I, I might I as well like say that that's my That's yes! my number two. That's my number two. Uh, it's a whole Viking. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. I don't know. I think there's a way that that, that logo goes really bad. Uh, like literally just a Viking on the logo, but I like it. I like the colors. I like the braids that the dude's got. Yeah, he looks like pretty menacing. And like I said, I think that could go bad, but the the side looking profile, yeah, is just yeah. very cool. No, same like logo since same logo since 1961. By the way, wow, mascots awesome. fun. Colors are good. Yeah, good team, one. Good yeah, all contenders. Good Super Bowl contenders. Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> yep. I'd have them on there, you know. Being like the Ryan only Ryan. purple team in the NFL, that is kind that of like. Cool. Or no, I guess the Ravens. But uh, every yeah. time I think of the Ravens, I don't even think of them being purple. Their color scheme is very cool. I like the purple gold vibe. The purple gold. It's, it shout pops, out Tennessee Tech, sure. Golden Eagles. <laughs> Wings, <What> up. Up. <laughs> Wings up. My alumni. <laughs> Went there because it's like a ninety-eight percent approval <laughs> that let you in. 98. Hey, three percent of people that couldn't get in, baby. <laughs> That's right. All right. So who's going to kick off number one? Wait, is Tins, do you have his number two already? Yeah, Packers. Oh, Packers. gotcha. Okay. I, I'm. I'm wondering. I'm going to bet we're going to have some of us are going to have this same. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give mine. I'll give mine first because it might be hated by some okay. people on this pod. Let's do it. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, what a terrible pick. <laughs> That's not a terrible pick. It's mm. it is very iconic. You have the blue buff it's like it's the perfect mix of it's like a 2D buffalo, but then the 3D arrow coming in. Mm. Uh, it's like the blue and red contrast is very good. It's it's like just simple enough to where it makes sense on helmets. Uh, is that an arrow? 
What is it's that? Like a spear. Red line. Like a spear. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know what that was. Okay. I was. I just thought it was a red line. It's been around know. forever. I mean, it, it. It's just one of those again that you see it and it's like you know exactly what it is. It's it's instantly recognizable. Nineteen seventy, by the way. I like around, I like a Buffalo Bill. Been around since nineteen seventy. Not the team. So not forever. Different. Not forever. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna kick mine off because I'm excited. Is that okay, Tins? Yep. All right, number one team I always picked in Madden. Tennessee Titans. No, the, <laughs> no the, not the a good Cincinnati, logo. Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Yes, it's just a B, but you have the 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 stripes, the tiger stripes, the helmets. You're the talking best. about the helmets. You, you like I the know, helmets. but the logo. I know, but the logo. I'm just talking all together. The logo's good with the logo. The it's better than the the G. The G is just a G. It does not have like tiger stripes going through it. But it's a classic. <laughs> I'm going with the I'm going with the Bengals. I'm locking it in Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, if it I was a really uniform that, draft, honest. if it was a uniform draft, I'd be right there with you because they do yeah. have some of the best uniforms. But I don't know. I like the tiger vibe, but like it's just a black B. That's all it is. It's just like they could have picked the Browns, but I didn't. With <laughs> that's true, Mason. <laughs> thank, thank you. Cincinnati Bengals locked it in. Is it Bengal or Bengal? Bengal. Bengal. Also, Falcons is. I still can't figure out how that's a Falcon. But go ahead, Tins. Oh no, did I just undercut his? No, 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 no. no. Okay, go no, ahead. No, I'll tell you off air. Um, all right. So my first one is the 49ers. With the 49ers, oh, I, I like. I don't know. I like the gold and red. The 49er. It's. <laughs> classic it's an sf mm. sf yeah i like yeah. it see if, if, if i were classic. going classic i think i would pick the dallas cowboys they do the most with the least it's like yeah it's a star in my opinion if you're if you're going classic traditional that's that's like the most it's incredible how iconic just a star is like what they yeah been. The, that was. I do probably, like the colors of the 49ers, though. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys would have probably been my actual number five, but I had to put my stupid team on there. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't know, 49ers. It's I, yeah. I, I, I lean kind of what Mason was saying. I kind of always, if I wasn't playing as the Jaguars on Madden, I always played as the 49ers for some reason. And yeah. uh, I like their logo. I like their uniforms, their colors. It's like a different kind of red. Gold, black, and a different red. Yeah, nineteen forty-six has been that logo. So wow. been around a while. A lot of red teams I didn't notice, but Buccaneers, 49ers, Cardinals, uh, the Texans, Patriots, Chiefs. Bills. A lot of red. Buccaneers Bills. is pretty good as well. Yeah, I like the Buccaneers. Cool, like flag. I, I like thing. their new. I like their new one a lot better than the. Uh, a lot of people like the old one. Maybe it's because the dreamsicle uniforms are cool, but oh, those are cool. But yeah, I I do like that new age Tampa Bay flag with the skull and bones. It's pretty cool. I kind of hate it, but I actually like the Patriots uh, logo pretty good too. I think it's it's a pretty good logo. I don't like, it's pretty good logo. <laughs> it's a pretty good logo. I'll be honest. Um, and then their throwback, just like the football dude. Yeah, it's kind of yes. sick. With the white helmet with the red. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of sick. A, it's a clean look, but I'll never admit that I like it. <clears throat> Right, uh, same. Those yeah, guys. <laughs> I, I, I almost put it on my list. I was like, I can't. Sorry. And then so we'll um, have to do. A, I think a worst retro. Browns and also yeah. the Washington Commanders logo is awful. It's yeah, yeah. It's just the W. Is bad. The W. And yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's bad. like 
what are you doing? I think the Seahawks is pretty bad too. It's I don't too, like it either. It's too clustered. Yeah. Like there's too much going on. <clears throat> I don't like it. I agree. I like the Houston Oiler ones that the Titans wear sometimes. Oilers are awesome. Yeah. Oiler ones. The are color good. scheme is awesome. I don't like your guys' flaming tea, the tea that's on fire. It's not great. (laughs) It's not great. Truly, it's not. It's pretty bad. Um, I think that I feel like the Titans will rebrand at some point. Ooh. Like a hard rebrand. Like with their new stadium and stuff. With the new stadium. Yeah, I bet you guys do. I just feel like it it feels kind of, it feels really generic, like the Titans logo and stuff. I wish y'all would change your names. Yeah. But maybe not. I do like saying what do you, uh, what is a titan anyway? You guys are just a mythical creature. Everything else in the NFL is like a like you know what it Seahawk is. Seahawk is not a real bird. Like a packer. Seahawk is not a real bird. Or Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings <laughs> were real though. They were real. <laughs> this is true. Giant giants do not did not exist. Uh Goliath. Yeah, you're right check i think i do think washington had a chance to like totally do the rebrand and they've kind of butchered it i think they're gonna do it with the new ownership i think they're going to i think they're gonna rename again, it up again. yeah which would be hilarious i think it's bad all right yeah well that i think that was a rankings <laughs> That was the rankings for sure. Those are rankings. Uh, we ranked little, some stuff. Little little bit of a messing around Monday on a Friday here for everybody. I hope that you guys had a good week. Have a better weekend. We've got a action packed uh, weekend of college basketball. Make sure you are following us over at Beat the Book. This is a new social mm. app for following bets. Uh, I am going to be tracking some of our bets on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you're following along, riding with the boys, following the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try and make everybody rich before March Madness. And then we've got a lot planned for that coming up. So make sure yeah, you're we're following back us. With our interview series next week as well. Yes, we will have uh, a guest, maybe two. We're going to have some stuff in the bank. We're going to be interviewing people left and right like it's like it's the news channel out here. Uh, but make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. Uh, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Give us a like, five stars, four and a half. Nothing below that, though. But we will catch you guys again <laughs> on Monday for a very special Messing Around Monday. Uh, catch you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>